the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Good evening, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. Thank you so much for joining us this Sunday evening. Happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there, including me and a lot of other people I know. We all had a father and have one yet if they're still with us. So, again, hope everyone had a wonderful day. Uh, tonight we're going to uh, have with us Dave Greenspan, Ohio uh, Legislative Representative, uh, who's going to update us on what's going on in Columbus, Ohio. Dave, uh, thank you for joining us. Hey, Nick, great. Thank you. Happy to be on, and, and happy Father's Day to you and to all those fathers out there. And likewise to you and, and yours. Thank you. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, yeah, the, boy, these months are flying by. Uh, what's happening in Columbus? Yeah, so we've had some some really interesting times over the last month since we since we've talked. Um, you know, some of the bills that I've been working on as far as the sports gaming bill, we've we've moved that uh, that ball, no pun intended, down the field uh, to the point now where we've had sponsor um, testimony, which I gave sponsor testimony uh, along with my joint sponsor, uh, Representative Bridget Kelly out of Cincinnati. The next week we had proponent testimony, and uh, the casinos have come on board. And um, and have, are now on board as proponents of the bill. Uh, we had opponents come on board. We had a few groups um, come on board. Obviously, as we expected, we would. Uh, then we got caught up, and, and everything kind of came to a halt because we were working on the um, beer workers' comp budget and the operating budget. So we got those budgets over to the Senate. Now the Senate's giving them back to us. So almost all bills going through finance committee are are on hold right now except for the priority bills of the House and now the uh, operating budget as it's coming back. So we hope to get that bill started again here as soon as we get some of these other bills um, behind us. But uh, we've we've made some really good good progress on that bill. And uh, the plan is still to be able to, to pass it out of the House before the end of June so that we can work on it with, the, with our colleagues in the Senate over the summer and come back in the fall and uh and pass it through the senate and, and get uh get sports adding legal here in ohio so that's obviously one of the one of the main things that we're working on right now um i also reintroduced a bill uh that um if you remember last general assembly we uh represent barnes out of uh, the cleveland area he and i introduced a bill which was a suspended driver's license reinstatement bill which um provided an opportunity for over four hundred thousand folks in Ohio who are who have suspended licenses for non-drug, non-alcohol, and um, and uh, non-sex offense uh, charges to be able to, if they've met all their quartered obligations, to be able to have an opportunity to um, start driving legally again. And uh, the program so far has, uh, across the state of Ohio, has uh, received um, a lot of support. Um, the Legal Aid Society, the Ohio Bar Association, um, obviously those who drive our streets, who who um, are concerned that that somebody next to them either might be driving with a suspended license, or more importantly, those folks who have a suspended license don't have insurance. And um, here in in Cuyahoga County, that number is one in four. One in four people driving on the road today, um, or one in four, I should say, licenses issued in Cuyahoga County is suspended which means those folks do not have uh, insurance. And I can tell you, unfortunately, today I was in, involved in a car accident and it, it wound up being a hit skip. And I can almost guarantee you that that individual did not have insurance. Oh, my. I hope everybody's so, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're, we, we, we are good. Um, but what I can tell you is, and, looking, and I'm looking at some statistics now, is, as I mentioned, there are about 400 or so thousand Ohioans that are eligible uh, to have their driver's license reinstated. Uh, to date, nearly 70,000 of those people, so almost 20%, have made some type of application to have their uh, driver's licenses uh, reinstated. And of those, nearly 58,000 
uh, individuals have seen some type of reduction, if not a full restoration of their um, of their driving privileges. And so you might ask, why is that significant? Obviously, I mentioned from an insurance, you know, driving right, role, right. number one legally, but also it's, an, it's a big employment issue. And so what's happened is, is that these folks now have an opportunity to, to either um, regain employment if they've lost employment because they were unable to drive, or at least give them an enhanced quality of life to, to, uh, to maintain a job. As part well, of that reinstatement program, and uh, the application process, uh, do, are they required to show proof of insurance? No, um, because they can't get proof of insurance until they actually um, are able to, to drive, right? So they have to get their their act their license activated, then the insurance company then can provide them insurance. They cannot provide them insurance if they don't have an active driver's license. They get that back. Is there some follow-up then to make sure they do get insurance or show financial responsibility? Well, we we hope that obviously they're not going to to reoffend and be in a situation where they're driving mm-hmm. without insurance. But at least this gives us the opportunity to do everything we can to make them compliant to be able to yeah, drive. Just yeah. because someone gets their driver's license doesn't mean that they're going to going to drive. We right, hope they right. will, and we hope they'll do it. Well, the summer sounds. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say my point in bringing that up is that that was a six month amnesty program, which ends uh, July thirty first. So. Uh, it ends here at the end of next month. In the current operating budget, the Senate put a provision, which I'm glad they did. We, I tried here in the House to extend it through the end of the year. So it looks like this program will continue through the end of the year. But Representative, Representative Juanita Brent, uh, who actually has represent mm-hmm. Barnes's district, uh, she and I just introduced last week a bill to make this permanent and to make this program permanent so that we're able to to ensure that we're uh, helping folks, uh, you know, seek employment and drive legally and drive while insured. So that's a bill that we just recently introduced in the last week. And, and uh, you know, we hope to have hearings on that um, starting starting really soon. Um, like I said, we just introduced it literally on very Monday, good. on Tuesday. Oh, very good. Uh, yeah. another, another topic, well, before we get into yeah. it, uh, we've, we've been talking, and you and I have talked over the week about House Bill 6. Right, uh, it's been, been a lot of commercials on, a lot written about it. Yeah, can you help us understand what what's the big issue going on with House Bill Six and where is it? I think it passed the House at this point. It did. The House Bill Six did pass the House. Um, so House Bill Six, when it was originally introduced, was was introduced to focus on on renewable energy. Um, um, those companies mm-hmm. and those industries that support renewable energy, which included originally wind and solar and and uh, and, and nuclear power. Um, and as the bill went through the, the, the various phases, as, as bills usually do, uh, it changed pretty dramatically. And um, the last version of the bill that the House passed, uh, that passed with only 53 votes, uh, which is a very tight margin, you need 50 in order for a bill to pass. Um, I, I, di- I did not vote for that bill. There were 17 Republicans that did not vote for it. There were 10 Democrats that did, which is which is um, which is a primary composition of the of the um of the 53 votes right there mm-hmm. um the bill the bill changed pretty dramatically and so what the bill does now is that um it, it eliminated the the rps the renewable portfolio standards and the energy efficiency standards which are which are included and baked into your into your bill and here in in uh, Cuyahoga county in the first energy footprint that equates to about five dollars and 61 cents of additional cost and these are the numbers that i'm being told um, are included in your in your bill about five dollars and sixty one cents added to your bill. So those that dollar amount will no longer be included in your bill if this bill passes in your utility bill. If House Bill Six passes the Senate as is and goes through the governor's office, um, now what does that mean? So yes, there's obviously I believe five dollars and sixty one cents would be the reduction in your bill, but the energy efficiency and renewable energy standards uh, that are in place. And although I do believe that. I do believe they are important. I also believe that as they're they're stated now, they're unattainable, and I do believe they need to be readdressed. Um, we also have somewhat been a, meaning the, the legislature prior to me getting down there, had placed some standards in place that prevented, in my opinion, us being able to reach some of those energy efficiency and renewable energy standards. So I think when we look at that component, and these are reasons why I did support the bill, because I do believe we need to readdress the RPS and the EE standards to make them attainable and also somewhat get out of the way 
and allow industries and primarily wind to do what it needs to do. And, and what am I talking about? There are wind setback standards that are in place right now that are not, not addressed in the bill that are preventing uh, the wind industry, especially in the western part of the state, to really take advantage of the opportunities, um, primarily for the concern of land use and, and, and property rights concerns. And I do share in those, in those concerns, but there are workarounds. And I do believe we need to focus on that. So if we look at this clean energy bill that started out the way it did, and then it wound up removing renewable and energy efficiency standards and didn't take any measures to enhance the wind setbacks, um, I believe that's part of the issue, and I hear the music coming up, so we can pick it up on the other side of the break. But yeah, let's, I'll let's fill do you that. More what that's about. Okay, very good. Yeah, lots being said about it, and uh, help. thank you for helping us understand what is going on. Uh, we're talking to State Representative Dave Greenspan, and you're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back after these words, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of the Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. You've earned the opportunity to enjoy a leisurely lunch as you sail down a European river enjoying spectacular views and the finest cuisine Portugal has to offer. Even better, you'll move on to Spain and experience the rich heritage of this country. Explore the early influences of ancient Rome. And, since this is a culinary tour, see if their food can surpass the bar that the Portuguese have set for you. And yet, your adventure has not ended, as you will travel to the land of poets, the Emerald Isle. You will see why Johnny Cash sang about Ireland's 40 Shades of Green. More than a tour, an experience worthy of any bucket list. Check out your itinerary on Facebook, Culinary Tour with Jerry Quinn, or go to ChristianExpedition.com. A five-star experience at a three-star price. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800.
Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. Tonight we're talking to Ohio State Representative Dave Greenspan, updating us on what's going on in Columbus, Ohio. And again, a happy Father's Day to all, and happy Father's Day, Dave. Thank you for joining us. Sure, thank you, and I appreciate that. Hey, uh, we're, um, go ahead. We were talking about uh, House Bill 6 and uh, yeah. all, all the controversy going on. Why is this controversial? Well, I, I, and this is the second part of, of, of the, the bill. You know, I just talked about the uh, energy efficiency and renewable energy side of it. And, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. amount that will be reduced on the energy bill, but the the, the lack of, of uh, opportunity there for us to take advantage of, of you know, renewable energy. And here in Cuyahoga County, and having served for six years on the county council, now my third year at the state legislature, having focused on these these entered these issues and trying to promote you know northeast ohio and Cuyahoga county to be you know a, a hub for for wind turbine manufacturing uh and also try to you know there's been discussion about expanding the, the port of cleveland to help uh to, to be a stop along the way for european components coming into the country to be you know that side of the eastern great lakes region for port activity but one of the other so that's Part of the issue, the the other issue, and, and this I believe was probably the more controversial issue, and I know the Plain Dealer and a lot of the media outlets throughout the state picked up on this, had to do with the fact of how the bill ended up and what it does. So I talk about a cost reduction on one end included in the bill, though, is an increase in in um, in cost for for actually all consumers of electricity throughout the state, not just here in Northeast Ohio, except for if you if you get your energy from a co-op or if you get it from municipal utility company, um, would be an increase in fees. Uh, the residential fee would, would graduate up to $1 um, a month, so you'd lose, you'd save 561 on one and pay a dollar more on the other. Uh, but on the other side of it is the commercial and industrial users would pay an increased amount as well. The commercial is $15 per meter, and, and all these costs I'm talking about are per meter. And I believe on the commercial, on the industrial side, it was, uh, I believe it ended up being about $250 per meter. Uh, if you were a large consumer of electricity, you got a discounted rate um, based on the number of meters and so forth. But um, that money that is collected would go into this Ohio Clean Energy Fund that would be available for grants. Mm-hmm. Uh, these aren't loans to four and primarily four entities, uh, the two nuclear power plants, um, and uh, two coal fire plants. Uh, the two nuclear power plants are owned by First Energy Solutions, and the two coal fire plants are owned are, is owned by a group referred to as OVAC. OVAC, the Ohio Valley Electrical Cooperative, and the two plants. One is is in Ohio. One's actually in Indiana. That and then there were five solar farms that had already been cited. Were starting development. They were eligible for the funds, and that was it. And so nearly 190 million, nearly to 200 million dollars would be collected. 150 of that would go to the two nuclear power plants. The remaining 50 uh, would be available to the others based on, on some type of formula. And I, I, I candidly have, have opposition to, to a bailout. Um, I would not be opposed if this money was offered as some type of clean energy renewable power generation loan program. Um, and that way the state is able to promote clean energy and promote these industries and at the same time get the money back to be able to use to perpetuate the mission of of, of, uh, of what the fund originally mm-hmm. was designated to do, was to create Ohio clean energy. And so um, the Senate has the bill right now. Um, as I said, I did not support the bill in its current form. Uh, I voted no. Uh, we'll see what the Senate does with it. Uh, I know that First Energy Solutions is encouraging the Senate to do something before the end of the month because for one of the two plants, uh, they do need to uh, purchase um, uh, equipment, you know, I mean, fuel rods to continue power generation, and we'll see how that plays after in the next few weeks. Well, well it's interesting. I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, Finish. I, 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 I do know that there have been a lot of – there. I know that mailers hit my district the day after the vote, and I know right now that there's mail and TV and radio that is encouraging uh, the senators here in Northeast Ohio to support the bill. Um, and as I said, we'll see how it plays out over the next few weeks. Well, what's been so uh, interesting is watching uh, all the players and checking their scorecard. I mean, we have uh, lobbying and advertising. Uh, we have uh, the coal industry, the nuclear industry, the solar industry, the wind industry, uh, the environmentalists, the tax people. 
uh, everybody commenting about it, and it's very hard to tell uh, what what is the right thing to do. And even looking at the commercials, it, it just talks about jobs, but that's about it. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's 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 a much deeper issue than you can communicate in a thirty second or fifteen second TV or radio ad or even even in a flyer. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's hard for even it was difficult for us in the legislature to get information, the correct information, because everybody's coming at it from their own angle and their own best interest and their own self-interest. And we have to sit there and weigh out the, the, the options that are before us. And, and for me, you know, I've, I've been a supporter of, of an all of the above power generation policy. Um, I, I don't think this addressed that. Um, I would, like I said, I, and, you know, the, the concept I offered was to have a, a fund available for all clean and or all, all power generation and the cleaner you are the more eligible you were to receive funding and the cleaner you became the more eligible the more funding that was offered to you mm-hmm. but in a loan environment not a grant environment that way we're able to participate in the growth of an industry and, and continue to perpetuate to that growth that. sure right. hey, a couple other questions just been watching them uh, yeah. number one we've talked about this before the front license plate thing in uh, in ohio yeah. well, what's the status of that this uh, legislative session so that 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 has been removed effective July one of twenty twenty. Uh, it will no longer be um, a requirement in Ohio to have a front license plate. So that was passed in the transportation budget, and that goes into effect a year from July. So that's that's a done deal now. And I think we talked that before. Is. There are some options for law enforcement to get front end identification somehow with stickers or something. Well, there's in the legislation it called for the creation of of a. Um, Road to Ohio's future joint legislative committee between the House and the Senate, and one of the missions of that committee was to, was to was to identify possible alternatives for law enforcement. So that that committee has not yet been been uh, formed because the bill does not go into effect until July first, and so the, and not until the bill goes into effect can the committee be 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 appointed. So we're waiting for July first uh, to start work on that on uh, that activity. Interesting, real quick, you brought up license plates. And if you remember last General Assembly, we had the stop bullying license plate, mm-hmm. not bowling, but bullying. And oh, uh, right. this, this coming week, the attorney general's office is having an unveiling. Uh, he ran a statewide program uh, contest actually to um, have students from across Ohio uh, submit their idea of what this license plate should look like. And this, I uh, believe it's this Wednesday, there will be the unveiling of that license plate, which I'm excited that we're able to to have this this bill become law, obviously, and then and then move forward with the um, with the program so that we'll be able to generate some money that will go back towards schools and nonprofits that work with uh, with um, uh, anti bullying activities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I know we we've been talking about this for a long time now, and it's yeah. uh, so important to actually get to the substance of what's going on with, with kids and with bullying, how important that is. Right. A di- different topic, another economic yeah. topic, and that is with regard to the Ohio Film Tax Credit. Uh, yeah. that, that's been, I guess, moving forward uh, in the same condition it was in years past, not being changed and not being deleted. Uh, where does that stand out? Did it come out of the House yet? Well, is it at the Senate? Well, unf- yeah, unfortunately, when it came out, when the budget bill came out of the House, and I know Rep- uh, Representative Pat and I, we're advocating for $100 million per year. Um, unfortunately, it was completely removed from the House version of the budget. Um, coincidentally, as we voted out our bill, and, and I know Representative Pat and I you know, strongly advocated that the, that, that credit stay in the bill, um, the, ha- the Senate did pass a bill that um, allowed for $40 million a year uh, to be appropriated for the film tax credit. That bill is now in the House. But also beyond that, the Senate included it in their version of the budget. So it's it's coming back to us in two forms. One of them, I hope, will will stick. The one advantage that was put into into both the bill as a standalone bill that Senator Schering introduced, uh, he's out of the Canton area, and that the Senate budget version did. It also expanded not only movies but theatrical productions. And so not only so the funding amount stayed the same as what we've had in the past. But its applicability was expanded, and so that's that's very good news. Um, and, and I know that it is expanded gives us more opportunities to attract um, not only motion picture but theatrical productions to the state 
and I know that Representative Patton and I are going to are going to advocate, continue to advocate that that. Well, real um, real quick before we yeah. go, uh, what what is the ratio of uh, for every dollar of tax credit? How much do you look at coming back to the economy? It's about for every one dollar spent, it's about two dollars and sixty five cents coming back. Definitely a well worthwhile program. Well. State Representative Dave Greenspan, thank you for joining us tonight as always, and uh, happy Father's Day. Thank you. Happy Father's Day to you, and talk to you next month. Talk to you next month, so have a great, safe month. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Dave. Okay, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words. Don't go away. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on The Advocate on WHK. We'll be right back. You've earned the opportunity to enjoy a leisurely lunch as you sail down a European river enjoying spectacular views and the finest cuisine Portugal has to offer. Even better, you'll move on to Spain and experience the rich heritage of this country. Explore the early influences of ancient Rome. And since this is a culinary tour, see if their food can surpass the bar that the Portuguese have set for you. And yet, your adventure has not ended as you will travel to the land of poets, the Emerald Isle. You will see why Johnny Cash sang about Ireland's 40 shades of green. More than a tour, an experience worthy of any bucket list. Check out your itinerary on Facebook, Culinary Tour with Jerry Quinn, or go to ChristianExpedition.com. A five-star experience at a three-star price. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips & Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips & Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Welcome back to the Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. In the next few segments, we're going to be talking about something we do every day. And if we don't do it right, we're going to have problems. What is that? Sleeping. We spend a lot of our day or night sleeping. And uh, to talk to us about the health applications and relationship between good sleep and a healthy body is Dr. Lynn Lipskis. Lynn, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Hello, Nick. Hello, hello. Where are you calling from tonight? Um, I'm up near Chicago, St. Charles, Illinois. Oh, well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we like Chicago and all the restaurants up there, so especially Chicago hot dogs and yep. Italian beef. <laughs> two of our favorites <laughs> but uh, but in any event awesome. uh, we're talking about uh, sleep and sleep studies and uh, what happens when it's determined you're not getting a good night's sleep before we get into that tell us a little bit about yourself and your training and, and what uh, why are you interested in sleep how did that happen well I'm a dentist by trade um, I've been practicing for upwards of 30 years. I won't say exactly how many. Um, I 
actually got into sleep through the avenue of chronic pain. I started off treating chronic pain patients, and once I got rid of their pain, I noticed they were sleeping better. What I finally came to realize was that there's a 50% what we call comorbidity between TMJ, chronic pain problems, and obstructive sleep apnea. So I did a lot of studying on that subject, and I'm um, a board certified by the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine, and have kind of taken off on that. So quite frankly, I can't separate the sleep and the chronic pain thing, but let's concentrate on the sleep portion because it really is important for everybody's health. Well, very good. Yeah, Often we don't think of uh, dentists being involved in sleep, but... Uh, the idea of dealing with the the head and breathing and what what all goes on to make someone sleep or allow someone to sleep is is a big deal. Um, before we get into some of the details with apnea, you mentioned pain, apnea, stress. I would assume is a factor. Are there any other factors that will interrupt people's sleep? Well, there there's kind of a circular. Um, relationship between sleep, depression, anxiety. So some um, psychological problems may disturb sleep, but sleep, if you have disturbed sleep, it will also lead to anxiety, depression, those things. Heart disease, medications, there's a lot of things that can affect our sleep. Even our environment, if you don't sleep in a nice, cool, dark, quiet room, that will disrupt your sleep. So we have to look at all of those components in order to get people sleeping in the most healthy way possible. Now, now do you get involved in sleep studies with individuals? Well, just to clarify, because I'm a dentist, I cannot diagnose sleep apnea. That is the purview of the medical physicians. So I, I can order sleep studies, but they have to be reviewed and diagnosed by a medical physician. Um, so... Mm-hmm. We don't run sleep studies at our office. We refer them to local sleep labs um, for care. And a big thing right now is they're doing more and more home studies, which is very convenient for people. Um, There are even like third-party companies where you can receive the equipment mailed, you know, and then be interviewed by the physician. So it's all very, very convenient. And obviously it uh, reduces the cost, too, rather than going to a sleep lab overnight. I see. Now, what, what is a sleep study and, and what does that include? Well, the uh, top level of a sleep study is called a polysomnogram or a PSG. Mm-hmm. That's where you go to a lab. They hook you all up. They're doing um, brainwave studies. They're doing cardiac studies as well as the breathing. Uh, That's usually restricted for people who are very, very ill. Now the home sleep studies or the home sleep tests called HSTs are, they're still measuring the breathing effort, uh, the breathing flow, your heart rate, pulse, um, blood pressure, but there's no encephalogram or there's no brainwave studies. So that's kind of the difference between it. And obviously, the home studies um, are more economical, so we see a lot of insurance companies mm-hmm. requiring a home study before they'll pay for the PSG. Now, now we talk about uh, the term apnea. What What is the definition of apnea? Well, it's from the Greek, A meaning none, and nea meaning breath. Oh. So it means no breath. Um, there's also a condition or a event called a hypopnea, same thing, hypo from the Greek meaning small, nea meaning breath. So what we're looking at and the score that you get on a sleep study would be your AHI or your apnea hypopnea index. What it does is it tells you how many times per hour you are either sleeping, um, stopping breathing, excuse me, or the breathing is not deep or um, efficient enough to have a good exchange of oxygen. And that index is uh, below 5 is considered normal, 5 to 15 is mild, 15 to 30 is moderate, and above 30 
is severe. Now in children, it's absolutely different. If they see one hypopnic or apneic event, the child is considered to have apnea. How, how is that? And then there's two kinds. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I'm, well, I'm just curious at this point. Um, when they measure a, a hypopnic event, what are they measuring? Stopping of breathing or a decrease in oxygenation in the blood? or What, what are they doing? It's, it, yeah, it's generally a decrease in oxygenation, so the breathing effort is still there, and there's still air passing through the um, airway. It's just that the oxygenation drops below 90%. So, the, you know, these are all numbers that we get... Um, the score, and somebody will say, "Well, you know, I'm a um, my my score is normal, yet their oxygenation will drop." The other thing that we have to be aware of is there's two kinds of apnea. One is called obstructive apnea, and as the name indicates, it means something gets in the way. The tongue falls back, the nose isn't working properly, or the airway itself is collapsing. The other one is a central apnea. And basically, that's almost like your brain just forgets to breathe. Um, with a central apnea, you don't have any choice. You have to be put on a ventilator or a CPAP machine. And But with obstructive apneas, we have other ways of treating it. When you use the, uh, the numbers, the numeric ratings, like 5, then 5 to 15, uh, are we measuring when we have how many times that we have drops in oxygen uh, over what a period of an hour or an entire night sleep? It's it's per hour, and it's a decrease of four percent in your oxygenation or below ninety percent, and the breath has to stop for ten seconds or more. And the reason for that is there's little hiccups in the system where you might be rolling over and it may not pick up a, an effort or mm-hmm. something like that. So they've, they've kind of paired it back so that it has to meet those standards. Now, let's, let's say somebody is experiencing uh, greater than 30 of these events per hour over the course of a night. Uh, are, what kind of danger are they in, if any? Well, if if you think of it, so an AHI of 30 means that every other minute you're stopping breathing or having trouble exchanging oxygen. So if you just think about that, you know, try holding your breath for at least 10 seconds every two minutes. It's really going to start affecting your metabolism. And research has shown the effects can range from heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes and now they're even linking it to cancer so it it's definitely a huge issue and these are the people that they don't even know that it's happening because they're asleep and they never fully wake they just wake up in the morning and they're exhausted they fall asleep Mm -hmm. you know if you stop at a stoplight too long they'll fall asleep or it can be manifest even as just fatigue so um, we need we need to make people aware of it, educate the public, educate practitioners that it is a serious health problem in the U.S. Mm-hmm. We're, we're um, talking. They're estimating. Well, let me interrupt I'm for a moment. We're, we're talking, are, hold on a second. We're out of time. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We're talking to Dr. Uh, okay. Lynn Lipskis. She's a dentist, but she focuses on sleep disruption, sleep disorders. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be back with Dr. Lipskis shortly. Don't go away. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. We'll be right back. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. 
Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select insurance for your insurance needs. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project, we never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. with you with our final segment of the Advocate for tonight. And as always, thank you for joining us tonight. Now we're talking to Dr. Lynn Lipskis, who is a dentist focusing on sleep disorders. And uh, we'd like to, uh, again, welcome her to the show. And thank you for joining us, Lynn. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Nick. It's my, a pleasure. My, and my pleasure, too. You know, we're talking about uh, sleep apnea, sleep disorders, and I'm just mentally picturing adults, but what about children? Do you do any work with children in this uh, subject area? Um, well, quite frankly, children have become our crusade. Um, the incidence of sleep apnea in adults is about 20 million nationwide, um, but they're estimating 8 to 10 million children as well. And the issue that really strikes my heart and basically makes me almost tear up is in a study by Stanford University, Dr. Christian Gimeno, what they found was that sleep interruption, whether through sleep apnea, um, and generally it is sleep apnea, resulted in almost a 10 to 15 point drop in IQ as measured. So if you think about that, what we're doing is we're depriving the child of a future. We're depriving them of learning ability and the ability to thrive and to me that just tears at my heartstrings so we really have kind of taken up a crusade to spread the word about that and in our practice to treat that specifically when you look at children who are having sleep disorders um, are, are there the same causes or are there different causes for children Well, um, it's similar causes for children. Um, Anybody that's had a a little one understands, you know, when they're very, very young, they tend to be more susceptible to ear infections, you know, head colds and such. And if, especially in in children under the age of, say, 12, what happens is their tonsils in the back of their throat will swell up, and that actually is the cause of the apnea. So one of the solutions is um, a tonsillectomy and or adenoidectomy, which we find helps, but once again, the research has shown in 30% of those kids, especially the adenoidal tissue, and depending on what type of tonsillectomy they do, the tissue will actually grow back and reoccur. So we have to be very um, cognizant of that. The symptoms in children are very, very different. It's often... 
uh, misdiagnosed as ADHD or pseudo ADHD. Because if you remember your kids when they were little, what do they do when they get cranky and tired? They ramp up. They become hyperactive. They are not the pleasantest um, little people to be around. Mm -hmm. uh, attention spans drop. So all of these things then are creating this huge problem for kids in school. You know, they're disruptive. They have trouble learning. And I, I mentioned that learning deficit. The issue is if it's not solved by age eight, that's when the deficit becomes permanent. So that's terrifying to me. Well, that, that is so sad. Uh, with regard to the incidence of having tonsils and adenoids removed, uh, has that been sort of at a steady rate over the years? It seems like it's been dropping off just from not hearing about it often. Is that something that's being missed? Well, I think uh, tonsillectomy and adenoidectomies, they, you know, they, it seems like everything in medicine kind of swings on a pendulum. I know when I was a child, everybody was having their tonsils taken yeah, out. Same here. I still have, have mine I still have mine because I was too sick. They wouldn't take them out while they were infected. I was so sick all the time that they never were able to get to them. So, um, but then the pendulum swung the other way and they were limiting them. And I think um, insurance companies have gotten in and put their little opinion in there and we won't discuss that too much, but uh, limiting the number that are done. I know now, when we speak to ENTs, we have an uphill battle trying to convince them of the necessity that the tonsils come out. You, you mentioned that so, there's... But, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to ask. You mentioned earlier that there are, are two uh, basic causes for apnea, obstructive and central. Uh, I'm assuming that the tonsils and adenoids are, is an obstructive type of a cause for apnea. But uh, with regard to central apnea, which is something more related to the brain, perhaps, uh, do we have that showing up often in children, or are they fairly free from that? No, it, um, central apneas are more uh, often found in adults. It's actually quite rare, and obviously a, a neurologist, a medical physician, is going to have to be the one to direct someone's care, make sure they're being monitored on their um, ventilator and, you know, making sure that they stay healthy. Um, the reason that as a dentist I'm uh, integrating myself into this is when we can treat with oral appliances or with children, what we do is a lot of expansion and almost facial orthopedics to open up their airways. Even tongue ties um, are becoming more and more the apparent as a cause or a contributing factor. What what is wait, what is a, what is a tongue tie? Okay, a tongue tie yeah. is um, the tissue underneath your tongue uh -huh. is too taut. It does not allow proper tongue movement, and it can actually keep the tongue in a down and back position because you can't raise it to the roof of your mouth where it's supposed to live, and that can contribute to the apnea. It contributes to speech problems in children. Uh, we, for about the past 18 months, have really been actively monitoring our patients for tongue tie and are finding incredible results once those are uh, released, both in children and, and in adults. Another uh, symptom of tongue tie in children is with infants. That's why we see children that are two, three days old, if the mom is having trouble with her breastfeeding or something, very often it's a tongue tie issue. And so we have to take care of that right away for them. What, what is a CPAP machine? And are, is that still one of the primary uh, aids to help in apnea? That's a great question, Nick. Um, yeah, it's considered the gold standard. Um, still many physicians consider it the gold standard, especially in severe apnics, those with a score of 30 or higher, they really should try a CPAP. CPAP stands for continuous positive air pressure. It's kind of like saying Kleenex though, there are different types. So the CPAP is actually continuous. It's just blowing air into you, trying to inflate you like a balloon. There's also something called a BiPAP, 
which has a, it'll blow air and then stop so that you can exhale. So that you're not trying to exhale against this air being driven into you. And then there's an autopap, which is kind of the Cadillac, which will actually monitor the pressure that you and your breathing rate, and it will adapt to your breathing rate. And obviously that's the most comfortable, effective tool, um, but most most people are started on a CPAP to see if they can tolerate it and then changed off to either a BiPAP or an AutoPAP. Are, are there CPAPs for children, or do they, it seems most of them are going to have obstructive things that can be surgically corrected. Uh, but with regard to CPAPs well, for those who don't, uh, is, are the children's versions available? Yes, there are children's versions available. The problem is um, a mask has to be worn for the CPAP. And in a child whose face is trying to develop, if you strap this mask on really, really <laughs> tightly, it actually prevents their face from developing fully, and therefore it compromises their airway even more. So you take a child who might have a very slight problem, and because you're restricting their growth, you actually can make them very, very um, apneic as an adult. So that's why we try very hard to intercept as early as we can and get that facial growth going so that everything's opened up the way it's supposed to. And, you know, in essence, we can kind of cure um, apnea in children if we see them early enough and um, are given the chance to treat them. I see, I see. Talking to Dr. Lynn Lipskus, and uh, she's telling us about actually children, among other things, with uh, apnea. So, uh, Dr. Uh, Lipskus, thank you so much for uh, talking to us tonight about children. And what really was scary was the uh, IQ drop if, if they don't get that taken care of. So, uh, everyone be aware of sleep problems with children as well as adults. Dr. Lipskus, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Nick. Take care. My pleasure. Take care. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great week. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset. Sat and drank my fresh mint tea. With nothing to do until morning. And only my mind accompanied. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.